0: Going in such a short amount of time from a small team who can hop around the corner and ask a question at someone's desk looks very different when you're working with team members who are new all over the country. So in that regard, I think COVID has forced our team, who's usually together in person, to think a little bit more like a salesperson in the field and really do what we can to make information accessible even when you're remote. Welcome to the State of Sales Enablement Podcast with your host, Felix Kruger. Insights and actionable advice from B2B marketing and sales experts that share what it takes to achieve sales enablement excellence.
1: My guest in today's episode has experienced firsthand what it means to manage sales enablement in a sector that had to be extremely smart about navigating the pandemic. As a founding member of her sales enablement team, she has built the function from scratch, building the infrastructure to support a sales team that has grown by over 500% over the last five years. Please welcome Southwest Airlines sales enablement manager, Emily Bendorf. Emily, thank you so much for joining today.
0: Thank you for having me. Thanks for the invitation.
1: It is awesome to speak to somebody from the airline industry, not only because my wife also worked in that space, but also because you guys obviously are very affected by the current circumstances. And I'm always curious to hear how different industries deal with that. But before we dive into that, what has been your career journey so far and what do you do at Southwest Airlines?
0: I'm here in America, first yeah. off. So it's very cool to get to talk to someone across the world. But I started my career here working for a nonprofit organization called Boys and Girls Clubs of America, which is an after-school program for kids in low-income communities. And in that role, I, I really worked with a sales team. And instead of selling a product, they were fundraising. So I worked there doing sales operations and then joined Southwest Airlines a little over five years ago. And I started at the company on the people side of our business in a department known as Culture Services, which is pretty cool that our company has a department focused on the company culture. So I did that for a few years. And then in 2017, I joined our commercial organization with Southwest Business and was a founding member of our sales ops team.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It's really interesting that you had a team specifically focused on culture, because a lot of companies, it's an initiative or somebody puts the culture label on certain things that they do. How did you tackle that? Because culture obviously also has such a big impact on the self-enablement side of things.
0: Absolutely. Culture is literally what Southwest is all about. And I can talk a little bit about the brand itself. It's one of my Mm. favorite things to talk about. The company's been around for 50 years. This is our Mm. 50-year anniversary. And our logo is a heart. And literally, that is what our company is all about. Our Southwest heart, taking care of our people, taking care of our customers, having a lot of fun along the way. But first and foremost, our leadership has always invested in the culture. As I mentioned, we have an entire department dedicated to it, but also just making sure that we put our people first. Never had a furlough, despite being such a volatile industry, the airline industry, and we have a lot of fun. I wanted to share an example, on Halloween every year, our entire company dresses up, even our executive team. And if you Google Gary Kelly, Halloween, our CEO, he has had some pretty awesome costumes, everything from Snow White to Led Zeppelin to Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. So we like to have a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, awesome. That sounds like a fun environment. In terms of your role now on sales enablement, if you ask 10 people what sales enablement is, you probably get 12 responses. So how do you guys interpret sales enablement at Southwest and use particularly in your role?
0: On the Southwest business team, sales enablement is responsible for B2B customer engagement, insights of our B2B customers, so like quantitative and qualitative surveying. We manage all communications for our sales team and our B2B customers. And then we serve as the liaison between our sales and our marketing department. So we partner really closely with marketing and the rest of sales operations, of course, which for our group is CRM and data. And then we have a division over org health, which is training, development, onboarding, things like that.
1: Mm. For those not too familiar with the airline industry, so when you say B2B customers, that's not necessarily just people booking business class, right?
0: No, great question. It's not. So many years, our bread and butter has been sort of the leisure airline industry focused on vacation and travel. And within the last five years or so, we've grown a team that's really focused on business travel, but not just the business traveler, the person at a company who manages travel for that company, and then the travel agencies and other industry partners who manage sort of like the back-end tracking, budgeting, travel programs at companies. That's our primary customer.
1: Okay. So you've got a really clearly defined target audience that you're going for.
0: Sometimes. Smaller companies. Sometimes the person who manages travel also does 10 other things. But when you look at in the United States, we have a report called the Corporate Travel 100. So top of the list are many consultant firms and things. They have entire departments that are responsible for managing travel and they spend millions and millions every year on travel expenses. So in that case, we do, but with more small to medium enterprise companies, sometimes We don't have as defined of an audience because that person wears many hats.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So obviously, since the pandemic started, that dynamic would have changed a bit. So the departments looking after travel probably wouldn't have had too much to do at certain stages. What has been the impact on Southwest and your work in particular in targeting those B2B customers?
0: It's been a tough year, I think, across the travel industry in general. It hasn't necessarily been an easy time or a certain time for my group in particular, managing the audience that manages business travel, I'd say even more so since many companies had travel bans or restrictions in place where their employees weren't allowed to travel or there were budget reasons why they couldn't travel. Many industries were impacted by the pandemic. We just really tried to find creative new ways to work with our customers, but also be respectful of the fact that. In many cases, their hands were tied for good reason. And so we implemented a lot of new, more virtual channels of communication. For the first time, we started a more virtual event platform in series. So we hadn't used webinars or town halls in the past very regularly. We didn't have in our tech stack like a B2B email tool. Most of our email marketing was direct to travelers. So we implemented some new capabilities to get updates out to our customers since Mm -hmm. information was changing so rapidly. And then our audience in particular, since they set up travel at their company, they oftentimes need to know about changes and about information before the general public because then their travelers will ask them and they need to be informed. So with both of those resources in place, the events and then more direct email communication, we were able to provide more timely business updates. And I think that they found that really, really helpful. And also, despite it being a wild year, Southwest has actually expanded its footprint in the United States quite a bit. We're flying out of 20 new markets, taking advantage of markets where maybe other airlines have scaled back or we haven't had the planes in our fleet to fly to before. So we've been excited through our events and our communication to be able to share some positive news, too, over the past year, which Mm -hmm. has been a silver lining.
1: Yeah, that's awesome in a very lucky position there that you've been able to expand the domestic market. I heard of some airlines that had like global airlines that had at certain points during the pandemic, a total of across the entire fleet, a total of 10 passengers globally for a day. You know, it's just incredible how much it has declined during the shutdowns. So it sounds to me like the changes that you've experienced during the pandemic were related to communication tools and channels. Is that right?
0: That's right. Yeah. Externally, but also internally with the sales team across the country really needed to make sure that they had information in a timely way, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. In terms of the virtual events that you mentioned, that's obviously something that a lot of companies have pivoted to. What was the uptake from your client base?
0: We had quite a bit of engagement mm-hmm. and attendance and When you have the ability to plan an event virtually, it's not only saving on costs because of the logistics, but people Mm. need a lot less notice to clear their calendar, to be there. And then in terms of getting an executive presence, they're right down the hall. So we were able to have our customers hear directly from our president and ask him questions. And I think some of those headliners were a real draw for our customer and also just the fact that we were willing to be so transparent and provide mm. updates that they were looking for so we had some great attendance great questions great feedback on the experience
1: mm-hmm. i think that what a lot of companies have experienced is that during those virtual events they kind of lost the intimacy of an in-person event but at the same time they've gained the scale so i think what you said about the interaction with executives you kind of struck a good balance there
0: that's right. And we do try to keep them fun because that's a big part of our brand. So yesterday we held a smaller, more intimate event that was virtual. And to introduce everyone, we played a pretty fun game of bingo with some awesome prizes. So we try to keep it light and fun. We're all on the computer all day. So we got to break right. it up somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. i got to make time for some bingo every now and then.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: So in terms of the transformation that Southwest has gone through in recent years, obviously also before COVID, what has been the process for you and the challenges for your department along the way?
0: We've definitely encountered challenges simply because in some cases we're playing catch-up. For years, other airlines in the U.S. have had really, really large sales teams in the B2B space, and our team has grown exponentially just in the last four or five years. Mm. And so along with the growth in new people, we've also launched a new brand, launched new products, implemented new technologies. So I think anytime that you're introducing a lot of change all at once, that can create challenges in itself, even though the end result is working towards your goal. Our biggest challenge as a sales enablement team is that it's just hard to keep up the things that our sales team needs and that we want to provide to them we don't always have the bandwidth or the resources to prioritize everything. So just making hmm. sure that we are focused on the right things and the things that drive the biggest impact. And then humbly, in some cases, reminding folks how much we've done in just a short period of time since we have some amazing salespeople who have come from world-class organizations with a sales enablement team 10x our size. So just you know, reminding them that hey, five years ago, we didn't even have collateral. And now there's a content library at your disposal in the nicest way possible. I think sometimes that change all at once has probably been our biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, I think that's where a lot of organizations fail if they try and boil the ocean without actually celebrating what they achieve and setting the bar too high for themselves. But it it sounds like you guys have covered quite a lot of ground. How big is your sales team, by the way?
0: Our sales team is over 100 people but probably just under 150. I don't have the exact number. We hired quite a few people in 2020, the beginning of 2020.
1: And how many people are on your sales enablement team?
0: Sales enablement specifically, we are now six as of last week. But sales operations, which is CRM data training, as I mentioned, we're probably about 15 or so relatively small in comparison and then our sales team and compared to other airlines is actually relatively small but they're an awesome group really talented group so we cover a lot of ground with the lean team
1: it sounds like they would need a lot of support considering the growth of your market footprint and probably the amount of clients that each salesperson needs to service.
0: Exactly. Yeah, trying to find that right ratio so that you're not overly staffed on kind of the support side, but that you can meet the need of the sales team to really do their job well.
1: Yeah, exactly. One part that I'm always interested in is the dynamics of departments interacting with each other. How is your sales enablement team structured and how do you operate or how do you interact with other departments in order to service your sales team?
0: So I mentioned already what we're responsible for. And since we are a pretty lean team, we have a lead over each of those functions within sales enablement. And then we ladder up to a group responsible for operations, planning and performance on our team. And then sales and B2B for Southwest, which is under the brand Southwest Business, is a part of our commercial umbrella. So that's the marketing team, our revenue management team, our network planning team, and really our biggest partner and cross-functional support group and sister group, if you will, is our marketing team. And we have a group within marketing that's dedicated just to Southwest Business to help build our marketing strategy and then all the marketing execution for our group.
1: Okay. You would partner with them also to create content. Is that right?
0: Yes. Their content is a bit more focused on campaigning and lead generation and our online presence and then direct to traveler because of our loyalty programs, we have relationships with The travelers that then work at the companies who we work for. And then I'd say our team is more responsible for sales content, collateral, personalized banner ads and invitations and things that go directly to the account.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a sales perspective, it's obviously always desirable to have as much personalization as possible. But then again, for sales enablement and any functions in a business that might be working on collateral for the sales team, there's only so many hours in the day. How do you strike that balance in terms of managing personalization and scale?
0: I don't know that we've struck the perfect balance yet. I think we're still working on what that looks like, but we do our best and we have a few different resources in-house and then some really great agencies that we partner with on creating net new collateral. And we try our best to create collateral that can be templatized and then customized by some folks in our customer success team. It's called Customer Engagement at Southwest, but there's always a need for more personalization. And as we grow our team, I hope we can get there. But right now, we do our best through resources that then can be tweaked to and personalized for the company.
1: Yeah, yeah. What sort of content formats do you use for your collateral? And has that kind of changed during COVID-19?
0: I haven't seen a big change necessarily. It's mostly digital Of Mm. course, JPEGs and PDF one pagers and things. I'd love to get to a place where everything is a bit more tech savvy and interactive. But sometimes what our team has found the most effective is just those tried and true tools, even though they're Mm. not printed out and on a table for someone to pick up, sharing that information in like a brochure format over email has still been pretty effective for our team.
1: Yeah, yeah. If it's not broken, shouldn't try and fix it, right? Yeah. (laughs) In terms of the way your sales enablement team is structured, has that changed over time? And have you done certain adjustments during COVID-19 on that front?
0: I'd say in terms of structure, we just have added some new team members. For instance, we just hired a new team member to be in charge of internal and external communication, since that was... Such a big focus to have timely, relevant, up to date information to our customers and to our sales team. We've hired and grown the team to include roles that focus just on things like that. And then I think a lot of our growth will be with infrastructure and our tech stack and implementing better tools and things that can scale processes going in such a short amount of time from a small team who can. Hop around the corner and ask a question at someone's desk looks very different when you're working with team members who are new all over the country. So in that regard, I think COVID has forced our team, who's usually together in person, to think a little bit more like a salesperson in the field and really do what we can to make information accessible even when you're remote.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very interesting that you didn't take the approach like what I hear a lot is that people start with a tech stack in mind and then kind of build their processes on the back of that. You do do it the other way around, which I think is the right way.
0: Well, thanks. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, like what I heard consistently in the conversations that I had in market is that the most success in implementing sales enablement at scale is if you try a manual process and then throw gasoline on it in form of a tech solution to then scale it once it works. I think doing it the other way around is the wrong way around.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And maybe in that regard, we have some benefit of being, we're almost a little startup at a major company. And so we're Mm. not just adding a bunch of logos to our tech stack to try to come up with the right solution. Like we've been very selective and making sure that in a lot of cases, the tools we implement on our team are used elsewhere in the company.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you look at your current tech stack and the platforms that you use on a regular basis, what would you say is the most crucial platform for you guys right now?
0: Our source of truth for all things data communications now, even content is Salesforce. Mm. So we have added in the last few years, several new elements to our Salesforce platform. But to your point, we started off with Salesforce and tried to keep that data and information clean and up to date and then have added to it. And while everyone's tech stack could continue to grow I feel like we've been very strategic about the other tools we've added to our salesforce platform so that it continues to be the source of truth for our sales team for our sales ops team for our data teams and for our customers ultimately
1: yeah yeah makes sense In terms of what's coming up now for Southwest and the vaccine rollout is obviously in full swing. And it was quite surprising, actually, like whenever I was talking to somebody in the U.S., they mentioned that they already had their jab and that a lot of their relatives had their jab, which is a stark contrast to what it's like here in Australia.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: I mean, Australia hasn't really struggled with COVID as other parts of the world which is probably also why we don't get the vaccines delivered on time. But I guess what I'm saying is that the situation in the U.S. seems to be improving quite rapidly now with the vaccine rollout. And what do you think will change for Southwest and the American airline industry in the coming 12 months? And what do you think were the key learnings from that whole pandemic experience?
0: That's a loaded question, Felix. (laughs) (laughs) Just because there's so much there, I want to say, we definitely learned a lot. I think we are coming out of this pandemic even stronger and prepared to keep our customers and keep our network strong and our share of business travel in the U.S. stronger, stronger than it was before the pandemic. As people get vaccinated and offices start to open up, directly tied to that is travel bans lifting and folks getting back on the road. So There's a lot of schools of thought on how fast business travel will bounce back. But my personal opinion is that once your competitor is traveling and getting face-to-face meetings, then your company is going to start encouraging that too. So I am hopeful and optimistic that we're getting towards the end of what has been a hard 15 months or so now. A term that we've been using a lot lately is cautiously optimistic because I think everyone is a little scarred after this last year. And we're just hoping that vaccine rates continue to rise. People continue to get their vaccine and get back on the road and get back to travel so that life can go back to some bits of normalcy.
1: Yeah, sounds like there's a guaranteed growth period coming up for you guys in some shape or form. It's just a question of how big the growth will be.
0: So maybe time away from travel and some growth in new cities where we've never been before will allow a lot of new people in the U.S. or folks that visit the U.S. to try Southwest. I think it's an awesome product for business travel, flexible, the most reliable, friendliest people. So yes, we're hopeful that we'll be positioned well to continue to grow as we come out of this.
1: Awesome. So one thing that I'm also always asking my guests to pass on the knowledge to so people starting just out in sales enablement, what would your advice be to somebody just starting out in sales enablement or trying to grow the sales enablement function within their business like you did?
0: That's a really great question. I wish I had asked someone that a couple of years ago, but luckily I work with great leaders and great team members and we kind of figured it out together, at least the Southwest way. I think the number one thing to do is to hire the right people and to hire people who are flexible, who are adaptable, dependable, because especially in the beginning, when you're growing your team, sales enablement does a lot of different things. And so they're apt to wear a lot of different hats. And like I mentioned with travel managers who sometimes do a million other things for their company. Sales enablement, especially as you're just getting started, is probably a relatively small team. And there's a lot of things and a lot of interpretations of what sales enablement means. And so just hiring people who that excites them versus overwhelms them, I think that would be a great place to start. And we certainly have some awesome members of the sales enablement team who, without them, we would not have come so far. I mean, I can't take any credit for all the work that was done over the last four years because it's really been the team of people who are just willing to do whatever to help our sales team succeed.
1: Yeah, awesome. Emily, we're running out of time, but thank you so much for joining today. It was awesome to have you on the show. If people are curious to learn more about sales enablement in the airline industry, like where can they connect with you online?
0: I'm on LinkedIn. So they can definitely find me there. I am not the best at replying to things on LinkedIn. So I also have my Southwest email on my LinkedIn account. And so probably email would be the best way to get in touch with me. But yeah, I would love to make some friends over in Australia or I'm sure your audience is broader than that as well. But really appreciate the time and the connection, Felix. And I'm looking forward to keeping in touch too.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. You've been listening to the State of Sales Enablement podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If you want to learn more about sales enablement, you'll find a growing number of articles, videos, and templates specifically for enterprise technology businesses at krigermarketing.com learn. That's K-R-U-E-G-E-R marketing.com learn.